Thank you for joining us today for the Celebración Program Podcast. My name is Aníbal Ruiz. I'm the Program Director for Refugees Northwest Foster Care, a program of Lutheran Community Services Northwest. Today, I'm visiting with Adriana Mendivil, who shares about the Safe Release Program. My name is Adriana Mendivil. I am the Community Resource Center uh, and Safe Release Program Supervisor in CTEC, in our office in CTEC. Okay, and what does Safe Release do? Okay, Safe Release is a very interesting and unique program uh, because we are the only office in the state of Washington that is doing this. We do part of the process for the families that are retrieving children out of immigration custody. Okay. Um, so what we do is uh, we do part of the process. Uh, we do the fingerprinting for the potential sponsors that are taking these kids um, out of custody. Okay. And we also support families um, to fill out all the paperwork. And But our main goal uh, as Refugees Northwest is to assess the needs of these families and direct them uh, to services within the community. Okay, so so there's kind of two parts if I'm hearing you right. One is helping them get cleared to be sponsors for the youth that are in. Now, are these youth in ICE detention down in 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 the in Tacoma, or are we talking about like juvenile detention? It's uh, in wherever county. All over the country, uh, and they're under immigration um, custody. Okay. And immigration and custody. At, yeah, and they're at, um, at the sh- at shelters. Okay, so they're not necessarily just in, in detention facilities. Mm-hmm. They could be at shelters as well. Shelter, yes. Okay. But they still under immigration custody. Immigration custody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you're helping them get cleared and get the paperwork to be able to receive these youth from um, immigration custody, wherever they may be. And then the other part was directing them to the services they might need. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? What kind of services have you seen that families need or what sort of supports have they, have they needed that you've helped out with? Okay, first of all, um, we help them uh, enrolling children in um, everything related to health insurance. Okay. So we do that as maybe like the first steps once the kid's out of um, custody. Mm-hmm. And um, we direct them with... Um, everything related to food, um, education, and anything that the family asks for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mental health services, things like that. Yes, um, counseling for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really it's okay. How, what do you need to be able to provide for this youth and what supports do you need to do well? And mm-hmm. whatever those needs are, if That's we don't have them, we're referring them to somebody else in the community. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been in your role doing this as, as a program supervisor? I've been here. I mean, I started as just safe release coordinator and I recently got promoted to the supervisor um, position. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, but at the safe release, um, as a safe release program coordinator, I was there for a year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, what brought you to this work? What, what is it about uh, Refugees Northwest or this particular work that you're doing that, that brought you here? Okay, so 
First of all, I grew up uh, on a border town between Mexico and U.S. Okay. So I've been um, involved in all these topics of immigration and um, mm. humanitarian work and human rights, like pretty much all my life, because that's where I grew up and um, that's what I grew up seeing. Um, so that strongly shaped my perspective on these crucial issues of immigration and human rights. And, um, and then as a student, as a college student, I had the opportunity to study abroad mm-hmm. in Jordan. So that's the first oh. time that I had the opportunity to work directly with refugees, specifically Palestinian refugees in Jordan. Okay. Um, so that opened my mind uh, because I was, before I was only focusing on like the immigrant issues in between the U.S. and Mexico border. Mm. But once I had this opportunity to see um, this other side of the problem, uh, which is the refugee uh, community, yeah. um, I got very interested in on that. And, um, and after that, I came back um, to the U.S. and then I started actually working uh, identifying the remains of migrants found along the southern Arizona border. Wow. So for many years I worked on on that issue and I mean that I think that's something that I really like doing even though it's like a hard topic. Mm-hmm. It's a hard uh, uh, situation for these families but I like the fact that I know I can do that I can have some impact on, on yeah. families and and so yeah uh that's part of well my previous experience um uh helped me like just moved into this role yeah refugees in the west we've we've obviously all been in a different situation now adding to that complexity with shelter at home covid um, has really changed a lot of service delivery for a lot of human service programs. How has the safe release program and the program you're involved in, how has that, how has COVID impacted that? And how have our clients, your clients that you work with, um, how have they, their lives changed um, in accessing the services? What, yeah. have, what have you been able to do about that? Yeah. So as you know, Aníbal, uh, you know, the Latino community here in the state of Washington has been impacted significantly during mm-hmm. this pandemic. That's right. And um, I think in terms of health-related issues and also economically, uh, the Latino community uh, has, has had a, like a negative effect on, on them. And in my experience on talking with my clients and um, the people that we serve, many of them have lost, have lost their jobs mm. uh, due to COVID-19. And I mean, many of them, uh, work in the service industry. So mm-hmm. when restaurants, hotels, everything like got shut down, then people were in trouble. And, and, and the problem is that many of them, uh, because of their immigration status, yeah. they don't qualify for any government relief mm-hmm. or many services that are just specifically targeted to people with um, documents Uh, so this has been a complicated situation for many of these families and what have been um, a response in in our office is um, 
we started a food distribution program. Okay. And we're doing that on a weekly basis right now. Weekly, wow. Yes. Uh, so yeah. every Thursday and Friday, um, we're having a food distribution at our community resource center. And we serve around 60 families every week. Wow. And, and the majority are Latino families. Okay. And what area are we talking here uh, in the Puget Sound? Yeah, in SeaTac. In SeaTac, okay. Yes, our office is in SeaTac. But we serve uh, people from Burien, Des Moines, Renton, Abern. Like, we, we have like different. Um, so some people are making the, the drive from South mm -hmm. King County to SeaTac to, yeah. to obtain food. To obtain, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow. Any other services that we've provided in the midst of COVID um, to help address the, the, their unique needs? We, right now our office is closed, uh, so we're not doing like direct services, but mm -hmm. um, our phone number is always um, uh, available for people. So we're doing referrals to all the services that um, are around, um, mostly within, I mean, uh, by the King County um, services. Okay. Like, and is that a phone number, is that a number available to the public or is yes. that for, for clients only? No, it's, that's for the public. Anyone okay. that needs assistance, they can give us a call. We're open Monday through Friday from 9 in the morning to 5 p.m. So this is a number that if I knew of a neighbor or somebody in my community who could access or benefit accessing the food distribution or yes. maybe some of the services, I could give them this number or pass it on to some of my friends and say, hey, if you know of anybody, have them call this number if they're in this yes. area. What number is it? What should they call them? Sure, it's 206 uh -huh. 602 1351. 206 602 1351. Um, and is that, in, is that a phone tree kind of automated response or does somebody actually pick that line? That'll be me picking up the phone. That's you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so not only is that automated, it's Adriana who would yeah, be. Yeah, so I can assure you that I'll be picking up. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, yeah. great. So, and we're doing the food distribution by appointments. Okay. Uh, so because we, we we try not to have a many people like all together, yeah. so we're um, giving people appointments for for the food distribution. So maintain so social can, distancing and, and all the health regulations following all of that. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So uh, they can just give me a call and I'll I'll give them a, a time a set time for them, and we'll have everything ready for. Because okay. I asked them how many people are in their family. Mm -hmm. So by the time they come here, I already have their, their uh, package like all together. Okay. For, so for you, the number of people that are for their you prepare, So it's, it's kind of a prepared package for them. For it, their it's, it's not a food pantry where they get to show up and pick what they want or what they mm -hmm. need. Um, yeah. we, we kind of assemble it for them. And yeah. then when they come by, we give it to them. Okay. But is it like a very like... Uh, um, complete package. We have produce, we have dry goods, we have meat, dairy. So it's like a big wonderful. Yeah. And, it's and if they have maybe a unique need, that would be something during that phone call that they could share with yeah. you and you could mm -hmm. tell them, okay, you know, arrange whatever that situation mm -hmm. is. Yes. So for folks who are listening to this and looking to support the release program, Refugees Northwest, what can they do? How can they get involved? Okay. So, um, Right now, unfortunately, because of the whole COVID uh, situation, we're not accepting any volunteering work. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I think I would say that something that we would really appreciate if someone can uh, donate like um, hygiene items. Okay. That is something that people are really requesting and um, something that has been a little hard for us to get a hold of. So if anyone needs or it's in the possibility to um, donate soap, shampoo, deodorant, hand sanitizers, um, any items like that would be really appreciated. And they can just give me a call and okay. we'll arrange a time and... That was going to be yeah. my next question is how, how do we communicate that to you or get that to you? The other question is, is there, is there a place where somebody could go and say, okay, here are the current needs? Because I imagine if somebody's listening to this and somebody gives us a donation of, let's say, hand sanitizer and soap, mm -hmm. okay, we don't need that now. We need, um, you know, dish utensils and other pieces. Is there a place where they could go online to see or is it just best to give you a call and find out what it's, the need is? Yeah, it's best just to give me a call. Okay, best to give you a call at that same number, 206 six zero two one three five one yes okay great anything else that you'd like to share with us about how we can support you or um, anything else that you'd like to share about the program um i guess just that we appreciate everybody's assistance right now and that this is a time it's a difficult time for everyone um but we're doing our best to serve them the people that are more vulnerable and that you can always just um, get in touch with us and we'll always welcome any time of assistance or if anyone needs anything, they just, if we cannot do it directly ourselves, then we can just refer them to the services out there. Wonderful. Great. Well, Adriana, thank you so much for sharing with us about your work and, and, uh, and, and what's motivating you to be a part of it. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your story and for mm -hmm. working so hard, especially right now in the midst of all of these challenges to be able to support at least 60 families a week. Um, so if you're listening and you're interested in supporting, the number again is 206-602-1351. You will get direct personalized service from Adriana who will answer the phone. Um, and that's for both if you know somebody who needs support, if you need support, or if you have a way of supporting the, the organization and the program. Um, Adriana, thank you so much for making the time and sharing with us, really appreciate it. Thank you, Nibel. And do you mind if I say this like in Spanish? Just Not at all, please, anything? go ahead. A uh, todas las personas a la comunidad latina del área de CITAC, Berrien, Des Moines, um, que necesiten cualquier tipo de ayuda, se pueden comunicar directamente conmigo. Mi nombre es Adriana Mendívil, al número de teléfono 206-602-1351. Nuestra oficina está ubicada en el 4040 Sur de la calle 188 en CITAC, código postal 98188. Y gracias a todos y cualquier cosa que necesiten, estamos eh, eh, disponibles para ayudarlos en cualquier cosa. 